0: Lock Talk Radio. Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up with DJ Sean. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Cause you got it going on. Get up, get up, get up, get up. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake
1: up, wake up, wake up. Here's the radio
0: Get up with DJ Sean Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Cause you got it going
1: up Get
0: up, get up, get up, get up You will enjoy the show Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Hilltop Up Radio You gotta get on To DJ Sean in the morning don't you? Get up, get up, get up, get up. Get up with DJ Sean. Get on down, yeah. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Because you got it going, oh, up. You got it going on. Get, up, get up, get up, get up. Oh, yeah. You yeah. will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Heels Up Radio. You know you gotta get, you know you gotta get, get on. Up, get get on DJ Sean. Cause you got it going on. You're gonna have a good time. You will enjoy the show. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Heels Up Radio. Heels Up Radio. Get up with DJ Sean. You gotta wake up right now. Cause you got it going on. You will enjoy the show okay. On the one in radio. DJ Sean in the morning
2: That's right, it's Monday morning right here in Charlotte, North Carolina It's 56 degrees, sunny it's still a little cold, but it is Monday, Monday, Monday And welcome everybody for listening to the show Everybody's tuning into the show And everybody that's getting ready to get tuned into the show It's going to be warm Later on today, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in. At this time, I got to bring over my tag team partner this morning, no other than PJ, the reptile model. What's going on, sweetheart? i seen them Christmas pictures over the weekend. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. And look, that song, your DJ radio song, I love it.
2: Yeah, my cousin. My cousin blessed me. You know what I mean? She blessed me with that
3: one. I that is dope. That's a whole movement right there. But, um, yeah, I, I am doing well. I hope everyone is doing well. Um, you know, it is holiday time. And, yes, I try to bring a little cheer, cheer, to do my little countdown pictures. Huh. So appropriate she- but fun.
1: She. <laughs> But we also we also
2: joined
4: example. we're joined
2: we're also joined this morning by Miss Robin Lynn Maven. Yeah. She's checking us out this morning as well. She's on with us as well. You said you said appropriate. Now that is if that ain't mental health right there. <laughs> nah, <let me> stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: that is a word that we use. Tell them about it, Robin. <laughs>
1: That, yeah, them pictures
2: right, right there. pictures right there. Put a put a brother in brother. Mental health. <laughs> have, him, have yeah. gone I know we don't use the word, but I'm gonna use it right now. Have us, have was brothers going crazy over them Christmas pictures, Robin. Let me tell you. <laughs> <It was forever.
3: laughs> That's good therapy.
2: What you talking about? It's good therapy. Uh, yeah I'm right, <laughs> therapy to the, therapy <laughs> get your mind <laughs> get your mind stuck in the cloud nine and somewhere else. <laughs>
5: yeah no thanks i'll just smoke some weed
2: Hey, listen <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm just gonna say um, this i know everybody went to went to i know everybody's going to walmart or the uh cvs or walgreens it's going to be a shortage of vaseline until next year y'all little pictures No, let me stop <laughs> you so silly
3: they are not that they are not like that people don't listen to
1: it <laughs> <laughs>
3: They are fun pictures, and look, if they were that bad, people trust me, I'd be in Facebook jail, and I'm not so kaboom yeah let me let me just say that yeah,
2: Robin, <laughs> Robert, if Augusta wind came and, and came upward, it'd blew that Santa Claus suit right on up. all you saw was yam. Yeah, right. all you see is jam. <laughs>
3: Whatever it was secure. Look, Ooh. I was in the train station, so I had to, I had to be appropriate because I was in the yeah, train station.
2: I know. <laughs> I know a lot of trains <laughs> went off track that day. Boy, a lot of derailments yeah, I that day. <laughs> <laughs> Payball,
3: ball, ball play. He's trying. To, he's trying not to help you get your mind right. Don't
6: listen to him this
2: morning. Robin. Robin, can you Google train derailments in the state of, of North Carolina
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: on what on, on, the, on the down
7: show.
2: there on
1: Saturday? Show.
2: Make sure you check what Ab- happens the morning. Southern states and all the, the morning
5: show Days on the morning show. That's right. Yes.
2: Can we hey, y'all, show? again, I want to thank everybody uh, for coming on, uh, DJ Sean in the morning. Um Let's do this real quick. Let's start off with it. Um, today is, um I, I changed the format. We're going to do a lot of indie indie artists in the morning on Mondays. You know, and Wednesdays is our hip-hop, R&B, and then, you know, Friday mornings is our reggae. So let's go into to a quick song you guys and we'll be right back and we're gonna be we're gonna be talking. Oh, we got DJ G Q in the house. What's up, G- GQ? What's up, man? Good morning man. Welcome to the show, man. Good morning, sir. Heading to work, man. How everybody doing
7: this morning? Hey. Good morning. You gotta hit the W two job okay. today. Yeah, man. We're
2: talking about we're talking about inappropriate pictures on social media. Now, nah, let me stop.
1: <laughs> no, we
7: are now. <laughs> no, we are now. <laughs> You're talking about Hetton stuff. Oh, okay
2: then. <laughs> well, let's, we'll be right back with uh, Love, uh, City of Love. Uh, we're going to start featuring the uh, indie, indie artists here on the morning show, man. We'll be right back, and we'll be, we're going to get into our segment, Mr. And I got something to read GQ, I'ma uh, meet you, brother, 'cause you got you got uh all over the place there in uh, Jacksonville. We'll be right back, y'all.
7: to get a whole new perspective on Ram trucks because to us there are no small jobs no little tax and when it comes to innovation there are no modest ideals no wonder why more people are switching to Ram than ever before Ram trucks back to back motor trend truck of the year
2: hey guys welcome back this is dj shonen in the morning good morning you guys it is 50 stills 56 degrees right here in well the queen city charlotte that was mr Shaneer city of love right here on dj shonen yeah. in the morning and we have the one and only miss robin then maven is with us and the lovely talented pj the reptile model is with us uh, PJ, um, I know you know uh, Mondays we we talk about our mental health. You know we're talking about mental health and everything. But I I, I was going through a I get a newsletter called The Roots, and um, uh-huh. I was going through the culture part of the news. Now, if this guy, I'm I'm going to say that Louisiana inmate. Um, let me say uh, Louisiana inmate. He was uh, sentenced to die in prison at the age of 17 he uh from from the article that i read the sheriff of that baton rouge baton rouge uh it was in baton rouge louisiana uh the sheriff at that time walked up behind this young man the young man got startled turned around and shot shot and killed the sheriff and he was sentenced to death now he was at the age of 17. And they overturned it and gave him uh life. Well, on uh this article is old, so this is uh back in November on the eighteenth, um the three panel um parole board granted this granted this guy on uh, Henry Montgomery, seventy five years old, uh parole after serving fifty eight years in prison and most of the time in prison he spent it in solitary confinement because of the nature of the of the crime well you know he was on death row and everything so let me let me ask you this question how his mental health is going to be after you know you're 75 years old you're free after 58 years that's that's a lot of presidents you didn't that's a lot of presidents that came and went you know you didn't miss who what 58 birthdays okay. 58 new years and things like that mm-hmm. now you're you're able to come home at at 75 if if you was his you know his counselor or or someone that's trying to get get him to gravitate back to society how how would that happen how would how would you help him to keep him from his state of mind still being institutionalized.
3: Right. So first let me start off with this quick disclaimer. Um, As far as my profession goes, um, everyone, um, I am not diagnosing. I am not giving you all a prescription on healing. Um, And what I say is just from my professional um, aspects and learning. And, uh, I don't want to say opinion, but what I've learned over the years working in the mental health capacity. So some things you can take away from it and some things you may not agree with, and that's okay. But, um, just know that this is not, um, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm just coming from a a forensic psychiatric nurse perspective and, um, you know so just understand this is not a not, I'm not prescribing and I'm not telling you what to go and tell your doctors that I said you should do so at the end of the day so with that being said just wanted to put that out there real quick and the answer to you, your question Sean that that is go, is a lot um, you know we first have to think about 17 years old is still those informative years from 17 to maybe 25 or 30, right? So mm-hmm. in there, that's where a majority of healthy coping skills and you know doing things the right way. What you know, going all the way back to what was the reason he was carrying a gun in the first place? You know, was he, um, you know, he literally just walking down the street carrying a gun? So was that? Um, Was that the culture then where either he was being bullied or was he on his way somewhere um, to the point where when you're startled, you turn around and that means your finger is on the trigger. So, you know, what was his mindset then? Then all through the years, he's in solitary confinement, solitary confinement, no human interaction. Um, You know, did he even receive letters or cards or anything from anyone in the outside world or was it not allowed then um so then you have just you yourself and whatever is going on in your mind at that time locked in those four teeny walls and so what is that doing to him um then if he spent you said he spent the entire time in solitary confinement he was never in population
2: no, no uh, wow. uh until until after he um when the, the the death row was overturned and they gave him life in prison. And now he did time in Angola. You know, Angola, I know everybody's heard about Angola prison, state prison in Louisiana, chain gang, you know. Wow. Ditches yeah. and stuff like that, yeah.
3: Right. So you just don't know, like, where his mindset is and was. Mm-hmm. And now at, what is he, 70?
2: 75.
3: He's seventy-five. So, is he demented now?
2: It doesn't does he say. have
3: Alzheimer's now? Right. Yeah. You, I'm just. I'm not yeah. asking. Oh, okay, as far, okay. I'm just saying. All right. Gotcha. Right. Right. So uh, now, yeah. does he have Alzheimer's? Does he have dementia? You know, would he? Can we now, um, you know, like, just integrate him back into a society in a healthy manner, or will he leave there and go straight to the skilled care facility if he doesn't have family? So, you know, there's a lot in that, um, you know, and, and you would have to hear his story as much as he can tell, if he can tell any. Um, and a lot of the times our older population, they, they have a, um, their long-term memory is much greater than their short-term memory. So, you know, any traumas that may have happened to him in the last 20 years may have been buried, but what happened from 17 to age 50, he could probably tell you every step or even the, the years before that that caused him to have to walk down the street in Baton Rouge with a gun. Mm-hmm. So it is unfortunate that that happened to him, you know, accident or intentional, but to have to spend that much time alone in um, a, a little room and just scurrying around doing nothing with, with your life if you're allowed to, um, you know, it, it that has that takes a lot of toll on your mental health and your cognitive ability to cope with things whenever you come out in the outside world. If that makes sense. It
2: makes a lot of sense.
3: Yeah. So it's just a lot that goes into it. So, you know, if, if I were coaching him or if I was doing an assessment with him, we would literally have to go all the way back to the beginning in order to work our way up because, you know, there may have been traumas as a child or, like I said, what was the reason? That's where we would have to start, or that's where I would start. What was, what was the reason for even carrying a gun at 17 in the first place? And then out in public and down the street when you know there wasn't a a concealed license, carry license then anyway, unless you were um, an officer of the law. So what was the reason for carrying the gun in the first place? And then he was so startled, like, you know, what kind of traumas, what was he going through that somebody walking up behind him startled him so much that he turns around and just starts shooting? So, you know, that's a lot. That is a lot um, that goes into the whole mental health um, portion of this of this man's life.
2: All right. Uh, Robin, you want to weigh on this before we go into another quick song and come back with another topic for our mental health? Um.
5: Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I want to say that um, um, just because people are, have mental illness, uh, uh, sometimes that's the mitigating factor in, in, right. sometimes people just make a choice. They actually make a conscious, uh, decision, you know, sometimes Sometimes people that are mentally ill still have a high level of awareness and regardless people are still responsible for their behavior. So that's just all I'm gonna say about that right now. Well am I'm, I'm
2: I'm I'm gonna say this real quick and I'm not defending him. I'm not defending this, this you know, um Mr Mr Montgomery, you know, being at age of seventeen, but you gotta you gotta think of it you know, 17, so that puts him probably in the 50s, you know, probably born in the 50s or something like that, maybe. Um, But you also got to remember, you had the Ku Klux Klan running rapid, you know, uh, just yeah, grabbing right. young black men and, and hanging them for nothing. Mm-hmm. So maybe that, I'm just, it's just a, a, my opinion, maybe he was carrying the gun to protect himself and thinking that this sheriff, was coming up from behind him to grab him to lynch him or something like that and he shot and killed him you you never like you said pj you never know what his mindset was at that time but and i'm not saying it's okay to shoot somebody but you got to remember right right
3: and it it, isn't we're not we're not glorifying the situation at all um it's just it's just unfortunate it's sad and like and you're right like it, it 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 was um, like Robin said. Sometimes you know, sometimes it's a choice. But it, and mm-hmm. and so for him in that era, you know, so much going on. And did he even know it was a sheriff? He just turned around and, and shot. So
1: exactly. you know, it,
3: it could have been right. It could have been anybody. And and you're you're right. We aren't saying it's okay. It's just unfortunate that it happened. You know, I I just always lean on the side of all these unfortunate incidences, be it intentional, unintentional, accidental, and like Robin said, it doesn't always have to do with mental health. However, after going to prison and jail at 17, his yeah. mental health has now been affected by yeah, the that was... whole thing. Right.
2: Yeah, that, that puts yeah, him um, being born – that puts him being born in uh, – uh, that puts him at 17 being – that was the year of 1963. So, mm. you know, yeah. yeah so, yeah. you're looking at Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, you know, Georgia mm-hmm. and all. You know, it was really rough down in those states. But, you know, again, I'm not uh, making up any excuses for this young man. You know, it's so like you said, he shouldn't have right. been – the wrong place at the wrong time um actually whatever time it was they should have been home you know off the streets you know they they tell you to be off the streets at a certain time back in those days anyway so um we're going we're going to um well PJ you know I I I've, I've got a I've, I'm going to make sure that you and Robin I'm going to make sure I send you guys these links for this this uh paper called the route and this is where most of okay. we're going to be getting our uh our stuff from uh, you know on monday um on Monday mornings, here on the show um we're gonna go into another song and then when we get back it's gonna we're getting ready, we're gonna go go into black students uh stage protests protests and walkouts in uh response to racism and bullying in schools um a young girl by the age of ten uh committed suicide um uh and um uh, Minnesota, and, and oh. reading the reading the article, uh, you guys, uh, mental health was a was a key factor in this. She was being bullied because of her mental health as well as wellness. Yep. And I'm gonna read some numbers, and then I'll let, get you guys to, you know, we'll talk about that. Um, this is Chris Jasper have I told you lately he funked it up a little bit on this one, Robin. We'll be right back with DJ Sean in the morning with PJ the reptile model and Robin Lynn Maven, Bislop Radio. I am streaming up there near Alaska because I know our ass is cold. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Have I told you lately that I love you? Have love oh I God. told you there's no one else above you? You fill my heart with gladness, take away all my sadness, ease my troubles, that's what you do. over. Oh, more in all its glory Reach the day with hope and comfort too You feel my life was laughter You can make it better Ease my trouble That's what you do There's a love that's divine And it's yours and it's mine Like a song And at the end of the day We should give thanks and praise To the one,
6: to the one
4: Have I told you lately That I love you Have I told you There's no one else above you Fear my
6: heart with
4: gladness Take away all all my sadness Ease my troubles, that's what you do
6: Fear my heart with gladness Take away
4: all, all my sadness my troubles, that's what you do Yeah That's what you do,
6: Oh, you
2: Lately right here on the morning Show with PJ the reptile Model and Robin Lynn Maven Vise live radio I am Streaming yeah okay We're getting back in it says right here 1.3 million students From the ages of 12 To 18 were bullied For their race religion National origin Disability gender Sexual orientation and This is going back to the school year of 2018 and 2019 and but in the same year the reports say there were 1.6 million students who were subjected to hate speech due to their identity go ahead and start with this miss pj
3: that wow (laughs) and in these times now it is so it is sad that they're, they're younger with the suicide rates. Um, and we don't practice enough cultural diversity and cultural differences understanding that now, and I always get these letters incorrect, so please don't judge me, people, but the LGBTQ community is
1: mm-hmm.
3: prevalent. It, it's It's you know, it's being accepted. It's being recognized. Same-sex mm-hmm. marriages, um, same-sex relationships, even in high school, even in middle school. So, um, but when when you don't understand and you come from a culture or a household that says, no, we don't do that, then sometimes you're going to be on the receiving end of that um, you know, so you're going to get bullied. Or because you come from that household, which I see a lot, because you come from that type of household or that culture that doesn't accept it, you have to mask it in the home. And then when you come outside of the home, then you think that you could be free to express yourself in your gender, your race, your religion. Um, when it comes to this, this age group, it's getting worse and worse and worse. And I see it more and more and more every, every day. Um, You know, um, I I, I don't know, aside from what I keep stressing, we have to just educate, 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 and help people understand that the millennials are wired a whole lot different than we were as children. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know myself, I was never privy to sit and just play video games all day. I I this I like I was never so my brain didn't get all of that blue light from the television, all of the the neural receptors firing going going um going all over the place from all of the action and and everything that's going on on the video game. Um we had what 2018 2019 that's when covid came, right? So then the kids were displaced. They were either at home for a while some parents still had to work, no one was home during the day, you know, um, you know, so then it, then it's back to school, um we're a big huge cluster of differences now that um that people just aren't used to and they aren't coping well with it. So, um I I don't know. Aside from just, we really 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 have to educate and and help people understand, and we have to get a handle on these on on our on our children like our babies. And I know a lot of people say, well, you know, it's easier said than done. I have to work, and I truly truly understand. But we really need something in place where I remember. Like, cause I'm 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 a dinosaur. I'm old as a dinosaur. So, but in my generation, we had the Boy Scouts, we had the Girl Scouts, we had the Boys mm-hmm. Club, and we had the Girl Club. We had mentors. So you had people that would help in the community if, um, you know, if there was a parent or parents who had to work. So you had mentors. And, you know, so they would take your child, you know, over to the Y, play basketball, play tennis, play soccer, or what have you. So we had that support back then when I was coming up. So it has um, diminished over the years that I see, and we didn't have to pay for all of that stuff, where now who has money? to do a whole wide membership for $800 a year for their child to be able to go mm-hmm. one hour after school. Um, you know, so a lot has changed over the years, and I don't think mentally we've caught up to uh, the changes. So it's hard to cope. Some people don't do change well. And when change comes instantly, you know, and you're having to, like, no one's brain, like, flips the script. I mean, flip the switch. We, aren't, we don't have light switches. So, you know, it's a lot that um, goes into um, how we have to handle certain situations. When it comes to the schools, uh, you know, I can just say I'm glad my grandsons are homeschooled because I don't think I would do well if my child came home, my grandson or granddaughter came home and said that they were being bullied, or for the child who isn't able to say anything and then turns to suicide. Like, that's... That's sad. That's horrible. You know uh, that you that you're that tormented in school, and you mean to tell me teachers don't see it, the counselors don't see it, the principals don't see it? Are we just turning the cheek like? Where, where's the disconnect that you don't see when children are being bullied? Because I know when I was a substitute teacher, I would hear the hate between some of the children, and, you know, and I would have to intervene. So who isn't paying attention? And no disrespect to the school system, but seriously, who isn't paying attention that these children are just running amok? And then to the point where a child goes home and and commit suicide. I have a friend whose granddaughter attempted suicide and and was successful to the extent where, um, you know, she was successful, but they brought her back. So now she has a G-tube, she has a trach, she's strapped in a wheelchair. So there's her quality of life, all because she was bullied on the Internet. Not in school, but on the Internet. So I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, you know, this is a subject that, you know, I may sound like I'm getting kind of riled up, but I do, because these, these are our future. These children are supposed to path, pave the, the way when we become old senior citizens and, and then they're supposed to run our, run our world. So I don't know what's going to happen and, you know, and what, what do we do to help them? How do we help the parents? help them as well because, you know, they, there's, you know, we really need to bring some awareness to it. You know, I, I always pay attention and paid attention when my kids were in school. I went through book bags. I, I, I skimmed through the books. Um, I found a note one day from, in one of my daughter's bags, I'm sorry for what I said to you, and what he told her was he wasn't allowed to play with black people. And so someone went home, told his dad what he said, and his dad gives him a spanking. So I called his dad and I said, you shouldn't spank your child for what was taught in the home. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, you really, really have to do extra, really pay, 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 pay attention. And I know we're hardworking. We're out here. We're working. We don't, you know, we're it's it, it's one thing after another. We having to pay bills and, you know, uh, we're a single parent household or one person was laid off and we still have uh, a whole family we have to feed but we have to carve out that time to pay attention to our children is very, very, very important because there's so much going on in their little lives out Okay. Wow. Yeah. Robin? Robin? <laughs>
5: Robin? <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you can't send your kids to school. You can't just send your kids to school and expect for okay. them to come out educated okay um you need to be aware of what your children are being exposed to and not only from the students but from the teachers so now because people can be hmm, uh, uh 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 identified Addressed as whatever they choose to identify, and it doesn't matter if they've got a beard <laughs> right.
1: and facial well, right. hair; this they still true.
5: want to right. be addressed as ma'am or what. Okay, yes. and if you don't,
1: right? Yes. And then they
5: have this attire on and 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 they're going into the same sex bathrooms. All this stuff is happening at the school at the school yep. level mm-hmm. so it's uh and the uh uh again how can the teachers just turn a blind eye i i know that it's not your job and maybe it's not within the parameters of what you're allowed to do and whatever but um On the flip side, if that kid came from home and had bruises or whatever, you're a mandated reporter where you would have to report that, teachers. So how how can you turn your eyes to violence or whatever happening within the school? Okay, under your auspices. Oh, you didn't know I knew that word, did you?
2: <laughs> Woo!
8: This is it, word,
5: y'all. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah.
2: All right. DJ, DJ GQ, you want to weigh in on this? You just text me. GQ. All right. I, I just want to say this. Hi, my was on. Come on, talk to us. <laughs>
7: I, was on, uh, I agree on, talk with to us. what she said. Yeah I agree with everything she said, um, even down to the scouts. I was a boy scout. I was a life scout, and it helped me out a whole lot too. So, I agree with what she said.
2: Okay. I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take it a little farther than uh, than what y'all, you know uh, school teachers. I think other than when I when a when somebody finishes high school and they go to college and they want to become a teacher, I think part of their curriculum, as far as getting their degree, whatever they decide they want to be, you know, health ed, you know, physical education, uh, you know, uh, chemist, chemistry, math, or whatever, I think part they need to start at putting this into 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 their part of their degrees is signs of you know how to to react to a child being bullied, how to react to a child being harassed um, in the classroom. Just like Rob, just like Robin said, if if my son goes to school and he's got a black eye and bruises all over his back, what's the first thing going to do? They're going to haul him down to the principal's office, and then you know you got social, social service coming and taking the child out the home and then locking me up. So what is the difference between Kids bullying, it's the same. It's the same thing. Kids fighting in school. What you do? You take, send them to the principal's office. And the principal's office. What they do? They suspend them. It's the same thing. Why don't they suspend these kids like they do uh, every other kid? Teach the kid, or or have, when these kids go through stuff like that, instead of hiding it, they need to have. I know they have phone numbers, but some of these. Some of these kids, when they do go to their parents, the first thing the parents do, they're too busy to hear their kids. Either, you know, they're on their PlayStations or social media's got, you know, young parents' attention. And I'm going to the young parents. Got the young parents' attentions and stuff, you know, social media, Instagram, taking pictures and this. Instead of focusing on, you know, the 10 years old and committing suicide at 10 years old, that doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. at all. Elementary school elementary school level when right. you're being bullied like that. I blame I blame yep. the I blame the kid's parent and I blame the school system for allowing that. And I blame the teachers and the district and the state. I really do. I blame mm-hmm. all that because the teachers say, Oh well they're not paying us enough money to do this and that but okay, but you but you're paying attention to when a kid comes to school from you know his parents abusing him, but you got this in school, in front of you, it says it in black and white. They're being bullied and harassed in school, but you don't want to take the actions that you take to a kid that's being abused home. That doesn't make any sense to me. That's not adding up. Uh-huh. Well, uh, can I say
7: something on that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Um. Well,
2: what well, son I
7: agree with Sean saying. But it's um, the government have put all these type of rules on what we can do to our kids. And when we was growing up, we had the rules. We got our tail up and went on by our business. That's why we better than my kids are today because we're not applying that method that our parents gave us. That was the rise for the child. We're not doing that because... One, we scared of child abuse. The government got scared of that. Two, they took the prayer out of schools, and all this, all this chaos is coming from the government. You see what I'm saying? We had all that. We had all that in school prayer. We had paddles and everything. Now they ain't got no paddles. They don't. They don't chastise kids like we got chastised. So the. Population now is a whole lot different because they didn't get the same treatment we got because the government say they 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 this this child abuse stuff we got beat we ain't did it you see what I'm
3: saying that part so
7: it, it's mm-hmm. a gimmick it's a gimmick
2: well well the until reason we why they that took back, that... oh go ahead GQ
7: until we get that back our kids are gonna be the same way they is now until we start. So throwing that rod because they tell like I've heard you them right where they did it at not not when they get home they beat us right where we did it
2: at well I'm I'm we I'm gotta, agree, I'm, a, I'm agree to a disagree with you on that okay right. and the reason why I'm saying this is because to correct an individual is not always beating them not always spanking right. them to correct the individual, you have to sit that individual down and explain to them right from wrong. You follow what I'm saying? See, we as yeah. we as grandparents, we're grandparents and parents. Right. And our parents went through, their parents went through what they got. Somewhere down that line, you, a trend has to be broken and done something better. You follow what I'm saying? Right. Um, right the way I got my ass tore up, I didn't tear my girl's ass up like that. You follow what I'm saying? So you have to break it. Right. You know, and, and and the same way my, I talk, my how I talk to my kids, my kids talk to their kids the same way. You follow what I'm saying? So I had to break that trend because beating your child and spanking them, I can understand if they get out of hand, yeah, tap them on their butt. You know what I'm saying? Or, but sometimes communication with your child is a lot better than Putting their hands on them because now again you said it to yourself these kids are run to the school and say they were they was abused by their parents why because the kids got upper hand and they hear about it right. from other kids at school so right. it's not really and yeah the 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 uh, judicial system is is right. in is in is in the home now because they they dictate to to the parents now what they can do and can't do to their child but. We're going to do it anyway because sometimes, yeah, you need to tell your child, you know, you're the behind. But I'm talking about the trend that we went through. Now, you understand, when I went to school, I'm a mixed mixed child. My mother's black. My father's white. So in the 70s, what, what happened in the 70s? Early part of the 70s, integration. They were putting white kids with the black kids, black kids with the white kids. So I had it on both sides. Teased by the white kids and teased right. by the black kids because of my color. Right.
7: Yeah.
2: And see, yeah. I could have, and 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 for me being mm-hmm. in that era, what I learned how to do was fight. I'd go school and tear everybody's that's ass right. up. Seriously. That's right. That's why I, that's why yeah, I, I am the way I am today because I don't allow that BS around me.
7: Right. Now, I could say my parents told me they hit them back. Yeah, exactly. And I always, I always went by that. And, if, and I, if I didn't start that fight, I'd not get in no trouble while I got home.
2: And the reason why they took paddling out of school is because these principals were picking on the wrong people all the time. They always wanted to paddle the wrong person, the wrong people. The ones mm-hmm. that were, and this is a fact, the ones that that poor, the ones that didn't have any money, the ones that you know, yeah, they got in trouble because they want, they wanted attention because they weren't getting attention home. They were the ones that's the reason why Padlin was fixed because these principals were abusing these kids. That's the reason why Padlin was taken out of school system. Yep. Yeah.
3: So uh, Sean, um, when we look at the whole, like um, you know, where where things are going now with the children, again, we really have to to um, not necessarily, you know, I don't want to. So skills, <laughs> I'll just put skills, mm-hmm. skills across the board, skills for the teachers, skills for the parents, skills for. You know, um, you know, like we spoke of last last call um, with the officers uh, of the law. But one of the things that, when you said that, what we need to add in the curriculum, it, it's in there because that's where the sociology class comes in. However, it's how you feel as well. So, you know, are you judgmental? You know, so people can go to school, but what is their mindset? Are they just there to get a degree? or are they there to also help the child? you know so one of one of the first test questions in any um any uh, test about your feelings you know um who what whose feelings do you pay attention to first? Is it yours or the other person? it's yours because you have to understand how you're feeling before you go into a situation. You know, when you step in on, right. So when you looking at a, let's just say, I don't know, let's just say two children of two different races fighting. So when that person gets out of school and it's their first uh, assignment as an instructor, and then you have two children of a different race fighting, are they choosing Mm -hmm. sides? Or are they going to intervene and look at them as a whole and say, look, what you guys are saying to each other or doing to each other is is incorrect? So you have to pay attention to how you're feeling as well, which is a lot, which is a huge piece that is missing as well in the whole system. Because, you know, like you just said, you know, they uh, they were themselves internally targeting oh, this child is poor, oh, this child is this, oh, this child comes from that type of household. You look at any of the um, the uh, date rapes with the football team. Oh, well, the football team came from a, a high-fluential family, so they couldn't have done X, Y, Z to that poor girl. So we're just going to go ahead and let them off and whatever, whatever. So it's how you're feeling inside yourself, your thought processes, um, are you are you that judgmental person, or do you ostracize like Robin said? You know, do you ostracize right off gate before even looking at the whole situation? You know, um, so it, it's it, it's a you have to pay attention to you yourself. Pay attention on purpose, right?
2: So sure. before
3: I step in, right before I step in and start saying, oh, it had to be that child or it had to be that child. Um, you know, I watched that show, last, uh, something on the thing on HBO Max, um, something Simply Justice or whatever, where the guys in Alabama, they were talking about the, the people living on death row in Alabama and those who were executed. So one of the guys that they released after 30 years, the cops said, oh, he looked like he was guilty how do you just look like you're like, what does that look like? So, you know, you have to pay attention to your own judgment, how you see a situation, how you walk into a situation. You know, when this child comes to you and says, Hey, I'm scared to go home. I'm scared to walk home by myself. And you say, Oh, just go ahead. Really? So you don't ask, why are you afraid? Or you know, you saw someone splash that milk on that young lady in, in the lunchroom. So she comes to your office, and she's drenched in milk. And then you say, oh, well, what did you do to them for them to drench you in milk? Really? So, you know, you have to pay attention to how you yourself feel about a situation, and are you judgmental? Are you racist? Are you, you know, are you? do you um, have something against a certain culture? Do you have something against you know, the the woman who comes in with the beard that's transitioning to a male, and she says, please call me mister,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, and then you're still going to keep calling her ma'am. So, you know, so it's how you feel, how you feel about, about a situation, too, determines the outcome of, of at least that small little piece. If that child says, I'm afraid to walk home by myself, because there's a whole gang of people waiting for me, and you say, well, don't worry about it. Just ignore them. Just go ahead and walk by. Really? Do you think she's going to get home safely? So, right. you know, what is... Right. What is the plan B? What is the plan C? It isn't like it was in the 70s when I was in school where I meet you after school and we go, we fist the cuff and then it's all over. We're friends now. But now these kids are shooting. They're stabbing. They're, I mean, they're taking it to a whole nother level. Nobody fist fights anymore. Not that that was okay, but, you know, we did it and it was over. But now these kids are shooting, oh, I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to get you. And they make it abundantly clear. Oh, it isn't over until you're dead. Now, I mean, really? Like, so mm-hmm. the coping mechanism there—that isn't how it's done. You know, the communication piece—is that what you see at home? You know, um, just that's how you—that's how you solve everything—is fight, shoot, stab, whatever. So, I don't know. We could go on for years about this, but it's—it's it's something. It's really, really sad. But it, it does start. A lot of the times it starts with you, how you're feeling, you know? All right. Let's go into a yeah. quick
2: break, then a quick commercial, then we're going to another song, and we'll be right back uh, with another. In Denver, suicide among black men is soaring. We'll be right back. Wow.
5: A dose of hope coming at you. What's up? It's Hope giving you this daily dose. How did you react? Did you show out? Did you get angry? Do you know that life is only 10% of what happens and 90% of how you react? If it won't affect you long term, it's really not that serious. Move on. This dose is brought to you by AdoseofHope.org. Yeah, that's right.
2: We've got dose of Hope every... Every morning here on the Hilltop Radio Show, DJ Sean in the morning, and uh, again, I want to thank, we're still getting into our topics, I want to thank DJ for taking time out of our schedule, and being a part of the Hilltop Radio Show, DJ Sean in the morning, uh, Robin and Maven, and you know, we got DJ GQ here with us as well, and you know, uh, the next topic we're going to get into you guys is in Denver, the suicide among black men is soaring. There's one this one uh, gentleman, Halim Ali, is helping black men in Denver address the trauma and anger that can turn into violence and suicide. And the main thing they're talking about is, is gun violence. So we're going to um, jump into – I should have had this ready. We're going to jump into a quick song, and we'll be right back, y'all. DJ Sean in the morning. Wrong song, I'm sorry.
0: Man, all I need is my music. All I need is my music. Man, I got this. I got this. All I need is my music, man. My music. In the morning.
2: All right, welcome back. It's DJ Sean in the morning. In Denver suicide among black men is soaring. Wow. We go from one to young black men in Denver to young lady up in ten years old in Minnesota. What is going on, PJ?
3: This 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 new um the the That is, like, something that we never heard of, right, our African-American males committing suicide. The highest um, race and gender that used to be on the charts were um, executive Caucasian males, you know, the guys who were really making a lot of money, but the suicide, you know, their coping skills were poor, so the suicide rate was high. So this is really, really new, Um, hearing that it's rising more in our African community now, our African-American community, um, especially with males and with the um, young males as well. So, you know, I'm glad that there is someone out there that is helping them try to find a healthier coping mechanism You know, COVID came along, had a big, huge layoff. I mean, a lot of people lost their jobs. And we already know when your finances aren't right, (laughs) mentally, you just don't feel like you can handle a lot of things. So, you know, finding those healthier coping mechanisms during these trying times is very, very, very imperative. So, you know, what is the reason right now um, for um, for them wanting to... Commit suicide in Denver, and uh, and our African American males, you know, we were all, they were always taught growing up, you weren't allowed to cry, just suck it up, you know, if you mm-hmm. fall and skin your knee, get up, boy, you all right, you all right, you all right, and that's mm-hmm. how they had to go through life. So now, what is going on to the point where, you know, I just can't take it anymore. I'm just not, I, I just can't. I, it's, I'm just better off dead. So, you know, are they showing those signs? Are people paying attention to these signs so they can go ahead and get them the help that they need? So shouts out to the gentleman, which is going to take more than just him. I hope he has a a plethora of people that he has taught to help him in that community. but you know, my hats off to him greatly for even recognizing, and maybe he himself a lot of the times you have had to walk in that person's shoes to understand what it's like to even want to, um, you know, to end your life and what is going on in Denver that, you know, that these men are just, they just aren't making it and they just rather die. And the unfortunate part is you leave behind a family and what does that do for them? So mentally, physically, overall health and well-being to know that the person didn't just die of natural causes the person just ended their lives so that takes a whole mental health toll on everyone involved not just the person who's wanting to commit suicide
2: well it says here the well it says here the age adjusted adjusted rate of suicide of black men in Colorado has, in Colorado has nearly doubled since 2013. When the rate was at 10.2 suicides per 100,000 by 2020, that rate grew to 20.2 suicides per 100,000, according to the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environmental Data. National suicide rates among black people peaked during adolescence and young adulthood, then declined according to the Suicide Prevention Resource Center. Wow, Robin Lynn, you want to add?
5: Uh, Me going kind of crazy. I'm going to
3: refrain for a minute or two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Totally understand. Totally understand. I mean, you know, it's a lot when you hear the statistics and. For some people out there, when you hear, well, you know, it's just that's a small number for 100,000 per 100,000 of people. However, one to me is huge. So let alone a 10 point something percent or 20 point something percent, when you divide that into or multiply whatever it is that you put by 100,000, that's still that many lives that are gone. By self-inflicted harm, so you know um, the you know where's the the and and the suicide prevention hotlines are free. People they're wide open, they're free, and and it's it's a team of non-judgmental people on the other end. And I did a little snippet of video. I don't know if you saw it, Sean. I know we can't fix everything, however. You know, just reach out. Just reach out. Um, a lot of people are 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 proud. You know, they were taught. You know, you don't tell people your business. What happens here stays here. But we're in a whole new era now, where everything is wide open. There's hotlines and and um, and there's people. You know, I'm a life coach. You know, there's people out there that are more than willing to at least hear you because sometimes if you just have someone that you can just do a sounding just 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 vent sometimes just venting removes about 45 percent of your stress right there you see what i'm saying then you can go ahead and move forward with something but if you are all bottled up inside and i and i and i make this analogy to my clients you know, when the water on the stove is boiling and then you have the lid on it and you hear that lid just going tick, tink tink, 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 you know, then it's something going on. So that's how a person can feel. You know, the lid is, is just it's on kinda of tight, but it's just tapping a little bit. But all of the bubbling and boiling inside, that's the part that you want to you feel like you need to release but you can't, but you can't, because of um you know, you can't because you were taught not to, or you know or you're too proud to, or um maybe what my problems are just a little too silly, huh? a closed mouth doesn't get fed, just speak up, speak out, just tell somebody how you're feeling, you know, for those who say, "Oh man, I ain't got time for your problems, I got my own problems." Find somebody who does have time for your problems. Find somebody that'll listen. So like I said, the suicide prevention hotline is free. It's wide open and somebody always answers the phone. You will never get a voicemail on the suicide prevention hotline. There's always somebody there. So even if you aren't, contemplating suicide but you feel like your toes are over the edge and you want to jump but you don't want to jump if somebody could just pull you by your hood and pull you back off the ledge that's what we're here for that's what the people are there for that's what we're here for you know so that doesn't have to be the only solution even when you feel like the only way i'm gonna get out of this mess is if i just kill myself Mm -hmm. so you know i'm not judging or screaming at anyone who has these feelings and, and this and the other, everybody's coping skills are different. And for those particular men, maybe that's what they felt at the time. And sometimes you don't really want to and you hope that somebody finds you in enough time, but they don't. So then the end result is that person is now deceased. So you know, before getting to that point, even when a little bit of stress, even when even when it seems like it's it's, it's no big deal, or you know, because you had a a huge white uh, uh fight with your spouse, or you found out your girlfriend was cheating, or you found out that the baby wasn't yours, or you know, or now the child support is going up and you can barely make ends meet, you know, it just just go talk to somebody about it. They may not be able to fix it, but there are some there may be some other solutions and a different plan that you can take because i heard that there's also those type of counselors that are helping men who are are being hit with you know the increase in child support or the increase in alimony or or forced to be a dad to a um to a child that the woman refuses to say, no, we're not going to have, so, you know, there's a lot of resources out there that people just don't understand or don't know about or they haven't been looking or it isn't televised enough. So we really need to get that awareness out there for these people because that is not the in all. That doesn't, it doesn't wipe away the problem just because you say, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to leave here. You're leaving people behind, you know, there's other people besides you that, you know, when you die there's still other people you know there's your kids there's your mom your dad your family you know so you know we have to bring more awareness that there is help out there even if you just need to vent so that's all i'm saying
2: all right we're going to get into another topic i don't want to keep staying on this topic for robin but robin i'm get ready to go to another topic after the song, we'll be right back after the song. Young black men in Philadelphia are taking charge in reducing gun violence in their city. Philadelphia nonprofit organization Man Up PHL conducts a study on how a gun crisis affects their community and how it can change. Homicide, rape, homicide victims by race in Philadelphia. And this is from January 1st to November 19th. 19th 2021 black men 404 white men 79 Asians 6 Indian 1 so that's a big wow that's like wow so um we'll we'll talk about that and we'll be right back right here did you show in the morning y'all In the morning all right back to uh robin you and uh pj i i uh i emailed y'all the uh the link to where i'm getting my information from for monday mornings okay. young black men in philadelphia are taking charge and reduce reducing gun violence in their city it was a time that you know chicago i mean philadelphia was gone crazy and it's kind of like settled down a little bit because you know a lot of people starting to get involved um and the policing is starting to uh starting to uh go into the communities and get in relationships with the communities again and um and these you know when people are starting to uh see that um it's, it's very rough in Philadelphia. Well, it was very, well, it still is very rough in Philadelphia, but, you know, having people step up and, and doing things for the community and seeing that there is a, I mean, 404 to, I mean, 404 from January to, that's 11 months. That's a lot. That's a lot of kill. That's a lot of homicides. Um, So, well, uh, Robin, do you want to jump on this first or are you still on mute?
5: No, I think it's real commendable that uh, the youth are being proactive and going out in the communities and taking a stand against violence because we don't have to put up with it. We don't have to be... Uh, victim y- you know we always mm-hmm. give the psychopath the path you know it, it and and we always put the, the burden upon the the victim if you will right okay or well, what what did you do for them to
7: right.
5: attack you like that and it's like yeah back it up so where it where it goes back to so when a person sets out to get you there's really no defence against that. And then the the suicide I have a hard time really getting getting with that because I've been in some really dire straits and my mind has been like stretched to the utmost max. You know what I'm saying? And didn't even have a hope of ever coming back to reality, but I never, I never considered, uh, suicide. So I have a really hard time kind of being able to give any input, if you will, on, on that. So,
2: that's for right, your okay, uh, pj before we go to you, I'm just gonna uh, say this uh, here's some recommendations that they say here's some recommendations for the community. develop a program with community groups for incarcerated individuals to serve as mentors to to other inmates who are who will be at risk violence when they leave prison or jail. create three hundred jobs for at risk individuals establish a new education educational experience for middle school and high school students at risk gun violence set up mental health situations and communities affected by violence and train individuals to connect those engaged in gun violence with resources and alternatives miss pj
3: I agree one hundred percent. As a matter of fact, um there were programs oh, I can't remember. I think I think we had a program here in Raleigh where no questions asked, just bring your firearms and um, you know, drop off your firearms because they were trying to help reduce, you know, the gun violence here. Um, uh, my forty year old daughter asked me the other day, Mom, Whatever happened to the D.A.R.E. program (laughs) that they had in middle school, in high school, where officers came out and talked about the negative effects of guns, drugs, and violence? Those programs, I don't think they're even doing those anymore in the schools. So for at least for some children who didn't have the parents who felt comfortable enough to talk about certain things, at least they've had those programs in the school to talk about those things. So, um, you know, I commend them, like Robin said, I commend them wholeheartedly for starting a program. And um, just a, a, when you touch on the part about those who are incarcerated um, mm-hmm. that may move the violence. <laughs> It, it it unfortunately goes beyond guns. I mean you should see the type of weapons that they that they um that they can make when they're uh incarcerated oh, so yeah. for yeah for violence and or for their own safety so you know so but that's a whole different topic but anyway, you know a uh, hats off to these gentlemen in Pennsylvania or philly that are starting this program, hopefully they can pay it forward and maybe you know try to spread the word to the next state to the next city to the next whatever you know across the line going over to jersey going over to new york and um you know and help start a program with over there because it is is very very much needed but then on the flip side of that you have those who are never going to release their rele- relinquish their firearms um, because of, you know, feeling as though they really need to protect themselves or protect their homes and things like that. But there's still that, that, um, that balance, you know, for protection versus violence, you know, that, that is that part.
2: Well, I just want to throw this at you all real quick. It says, according to the Philadelphia Police Department, homicides, homicides have increased by 13% from the same time a year ago with homicides just reaching 491 and 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 is on pace to go past 500 by the end of 2021. More than 80% of those homicides and shooting victims are black. Of the 491 homicides this year, 252 are young black men between the ages of 18 and 34. Wow. That's, That's that age group.
3: It's that age group. And that's so unfortunate. Like, whew, that's that age group. And and what are the determining factors, you know, that, that as well? So it's so like you have getting down to starting at the seed, so to speak. So what are the determining factors, you know? Is it territorial stuff? Is it, you know, because I don't like you? Is it because you owe me money for drugs? Is it, you know, I mean, what is the determining factor for all of this? you know when they, when they do their census and do their statistics on that when they speak to one who may have survived even to find out you know what what is the reason or when you talk to the one who committed the crime you know what exactly is the reason for all of this like what so what is it what is the reason um, you know trying to trying to get some type of understanding as to where we need to put the energy in helping with eliminating or decreasing to the point where you can eliminate all of this.
4: Exactly.
2: All right, let's go on to another song. This is Sean Major, and he is from Philadelphia, and this is his song called Black Love right here on <laughs> DJ Sean in the Morning.
8: All right. The little thing that you did Yeah, I saw you in the vivid dream. Remind me of an angel in disguise. See me wonder division it's in the sky. All I see in the future is you and I. Melanated queen, mahogany sunshine. Let me embrace that love one time. Deep rooted physical, spiritual essence. Never literal, still loving your miracle blessing. Girl, with you, your intellectual balance, we overcoming any challenge. Flirtations, make me want to tap inside that allure. My backbone in this cold world, keeping it pure. Queen beside a king, that's what we endure. We got each other for real, keep moving it forward. This about you, cause I appreciate us. Build the foundation of trust. In a billion five, I'm living your vibe, I am living your smile uh, Eyes win the prize, silhouette is too grown Building a house, you making it in a home You made me realize I can't make it alone And without your support, I can't weather the
6: storm That's what make us us though so Differences are differences We live every day,
8: new experience, So sentiment, yes I'm feeling it Genuine, pure bliss Baby girl, we live in it and receive while I'm giving it Intimate, so intricate Message deep, and you know how I'm sending it Connected by my body and soul Control when I ask To ride. You let me be a man, that's why i providing. Be the role model for a beautiful child.
2: Sean in the morning. she you guys hear about the um the white uh student um in Texas, uh, Fort Worth, uh smacked the um the substitute teacher uh in the hand when she was getting ready to call the principal's office to remove this this student from the classroom, she smacked the the black uh substitute teacher in the hand and then called her a B. And then took the phone and started and and uh told the teacher that she you got me effed up and took the phone and started calling her mother from the school landline in the classroom. Now the mother is coming out and the mother of the students come out and saying that the the child is artistic. Is artistic. Mhm. Did you did y'all hear yeah. about it? Yeah okay. What what what, what yeah, is your maybe. what is your take on that, uh, PJ? Because I got a
3: lot to say about he, that. Right, right right. It's unfortunate when a parent wants to wants to allow the child to hide behind a diagnosis. Number one. Okay, let's just be clear. Because granted, there's many different behaviors that goes along with autism. I get it. However. That was strictly behavior. So if that mom sounds like an enabler, so that child is allowed to do things and then hide behind the diagnosis, okay? No disrespect to anyone that have a diagnosis, I get it. I have a grandson that has autism, so I get it. However, we don't allow his diagnosis to be the reason for certain behaviors. There are certain behaviors that go along with it. True enough. However, that was not because of her autism. So I'm just going to leave it right there. So,
2: And, and, and I'm, I'm going to piggyback off you. That is a <laughs> behavior that she does home yep. in yep. the household where she is allowed <laughs> to get away with it.
3: Away with Instead something of the, because of her the, autism. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And no, we don't hide behind the diagnosis. I'm sorry.
2: And it and it got out of the hand. And now the parent instead of correcting it when it's supposed to be corrected mm-hmm. because you can correct Enable. autism, autism children. There is ways that you can correct it. She allowed it and now hiding behind all oh, she mm-hmm. you
1: know, I'm autistic.
3: So Go ahead, so uh, PJ. not not to not to say what you're saying isn't, isn't correct, but so the, the word correction, so we manage. You see okay. what I'm saying? Because the autism, yeah, the autism will never go away. So we manage. We manage the behaviors and the symptoms that goes along with it. So, you know, but the autism itself, it never goes away. Sometimes for most, like I noticed the older, just to be transparent, the older my grandson gets, the more symptoms that comes along with the autism. So mm-hmm. at 18 months to three years, it was mild. Now between six and nine, it's moderate. So we don't know if by 12 to 14 or 16, if it's going to become more profound. So all we can do is manage the autistic the autism and the behaviors and they all come with different like again it's such a wide um, range of the symptoms that go along with and um, you know and like I said I'm glad that that my I'm glad he's homeschooled because it would be an issue if he was in school because he's super duper intelligent but there are some autistic behaviors that people would not be able to put up with so you know, so that's why we use the word we manage, because there isn't any, like, there isn't um, a correction, there isn't a fix, there isn't, and each day is different. But that particular situation with that child putting hands on an adult, snatching the phone, calling her out of her name, especially since she knows what names to use, she, I bet she cursed very well. I bet she did those curse words very well. I bet there was no slur, no stuttering, no spitting. Oh, no, no, no it wasn't at all. <laughs> I bet oh, there was none of that.
5: With the,
3: and, then, and then to tell her she has her effed up sounding like yeah. some mess that you hear in the street, right? Mm-hmm. You got me effed up. So that's some junk you hear from some gangsters in the street and people you see, you know, on, on the YouTube channels and, and TikTok stuff. So she knew exactly what she was doing. And then for her mom to come out and say, oh, now you guys know better. After all, she is autistic, which sends the message to her daughter to say, what? I can act like this any time I want to because nothing is going to happen to me. Lies. All lies.
2: So now that the video has made viral, Robin, on social media, now, quote, the school district and alerted law enforcement now they 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 want to do an investigation into the incident and it's clearly right there on the video and the reason why they want to an investigation why a white i'm not i'm not i'm not using racism because you know the teacher's black now if it was different that 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 student would have been locked up because it is high school they would locked up juvenile and all that other mess so now mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's uh um, and while you know some are saying that you know the the student should be criminally charged, you know for her behavior, um, you know the 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 teach and then a lot of people praise the teacher for keeping her cool, you know, and not mm-hmm. you know going upside the girl's head and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I commend mm-hmm. I commend the teacher more than anything. Right.
3: And you also know, what commend saying the that person- was the coping skills. That was the coping right. skills that the teacher used because she learned that. How she feels, you have to pay attention to how you're feeling in the situation, and so she totally, totally used what she knew as far as paying attention to yourself on purpose. However, how she felt inside is probably a totally different story, but knowing that these things are videotaped and this that and the other you know um she you have to commend her for using the you know, that judgment to not, um, retaliate. And, and, you know, and it could be, it could have been a whole, like that class could have been a um, special needs class as well, which would heighten her awareness and the fact that she had even more special training. Mhm. The teacher. Well, they, yeah,
2: yeah, they, well, they praise the teacher for being, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, how she handled it and stuff like that, you know, So, um, we'll have to see what comes out of that there in Texas. Uh, Robin, you want to weigh in on this? PJ, go ahead and give your social media, um, where people can follow you at on
3: social media there. Okay. I am on Facebook, P. Johnson, P-E-E-G, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, and on IG. It's P J P A M A L E E, all lowercase. That's where it can be found.
2: And PJ, you have an artist that you uh, that you manage. Yes,
3: you all. The very first song you guys heard, "City of Love," that is my artist, Mr. shaneer Wilson. Um, huge thanks to DJ Sean for um, welcoming welcoming us. Into the fold and working with us a lot, um, but yeah, Mr. Shaneer Wilson—that's um, his name on social media as well on both um, pages. So, um, but he is dope. I tell you, the man is dope. So, When's,
2: when is when is his next uh, show? When is his next show? And where, if you know?
3: Oh, we don't have anything lined up just yet. Um, but we're hoping to really hit the ground running in in 2022. So, um, yeah. So right now he's just in the studio, and, um, you know, we're just doing um, things around the area as far as um, community events or, like, he has a lodge. We're going to um, his Masonic Lodge. They're doing... um, like gift, uh, backpack things for the kids or whatever. So just, just different things in the community right now. But we hope to hit the ground running in 2022. So stay tuned.
2: All right, we'll be right back after Miss Trinice. Miss Ternice right here on DJ Sean in the morning. Uh, I wanna thank uh you PJ for uh taking time out of your schedule and being a part of the morning show with us. You know, on Monday mornings. I appreciate you everything that you do. Uh all the My expertise. All the expertise <laughs> that you bring to the show. And again, where can people follow you at again?
3: Okay, so on Facebook I am P Johnson, that's P-E-E-G, J O H N S O N two words. All lowercase. And on I G, it is P J P Sorry. Start over. It is P J P A M A L E E. P J Pamily. P J is always going to be somewhere in there, right? P J. So, um, you know, our um, You know, I have a new website getting ready to start. That is also going to be PJ Global Entertainment and Productions. And, again, DJ Sean, I couldn't do half of this stuff without you. I appreciate you so much for allowing me to come on the show and provide a few little nuggets of my expertise um, to your listeners. And, you know, again, if you guys can take something away from uh, what DJ Sean, Robin, DJ, uh, DJ was Q is it?
7: G- GQ mm-hmm. is
3: GQ. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, GQ. And myself, uh, PJ, um, if you guys can take away something and, or help someone else with what we have, um, spoke about today, then please, please, please do so. And again, check in, pay attention on purpose, Check in on your friends, your family, your loved ones, even your foes, people that you really don't rock with like that, but you know, check in on them, and just see just again, pay attention on purpose. That's one of my mottos: Pay attention on purpose. So you know you'd be surprised what what you can you can help someone, and you can also save someone in a particular situation by just asking, "Hey, are you okay?" hey, haven't heard from you in a while. You know, hey, I haven't seen you smile in a couple of days. What's going on? So just those little bits of things, just paying attention on purpose and allowing people to vent what's going on. Again, we can't fix everything, but sometimes just venting, because I know just providing this this little bit of knowledge that I have, that helps me because I'm saying it again and, and again and again when I help my clients, and then I think about, a situation that we just spoke of that's going to help me help my clients so you know just just you know let's let's pay attention let's pay attention on purpose take it away dj sean
2: all right um again i want to thank everybody for joining us here dj sean in the morning make sure you guys check us out tonight i got a i got a hot artist on tonight she is 16 years old and she is tearing uh St. Louis up, and I have the exclusive video with her, exclusive exclusive, uh, interview with her tonight on the Hilltop Radio Show at 9 p.m. Yeah, 9 p.m. tonight on the Hilltop Radio Show. Uh, So you guys, make sure you tap in, and uh, this young lady is one of a kind, and she's on her way to stardom. 16 years old, she's got it going on. So you guys make sure you wow. tune in uh, Tonight here on The Hilltop Radio Show at 9pm Well you know PJ is We got 12, well 10 minutes left In the show, I'm going to end the show with nothing But independent artist music right here On the Hilltop Radio Show, I love you Thank you for taking time out of your schedule I want to thank everybody for tuning thank in, everybody you. for listening If you have any questions You can uh, contact PJ She'll answer all your questions, don't contact me Thank you
3: so <laughs> Sure will. I'll be more than happy if I can. If I can answer you, I, I most certainly will. If I don't have the answer, I'll get the answer for you. So hey, that's how it is. All right. <laughs> Thank you, DJ Sean. Love you much, bruh. And um, talk to you soon. I have to go and take care of a couple of things as usual. You know, I'm always, you know, I'm always on the go, right? So, yes, am um, But yeah, you, you'll be hearing from me. Yes. <laughs> you'll hear from All me. All
2: right. All and, right. You, have, you, have, a, you have, have a blessed, please. safe day.
3: You too. uh, Can you please send me Robin's um, information whenever you get a chance?
2: Okay, I will. Got you.
3: Okay, thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye.